behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Radio. It is that time and we're live today. Beautiful I know it's day. Memorial Day weekend. Myself, Dennis, Charlie Grimes, Larry Unger as well. I was in town, so I figured we'd come down anyways. That's right. Why not? Usually we do a... We usually do a best-of show this day. Best-of show. I got a uh, grandson's birthday party later today, so I'm here anyway, so why not? That's good. How's he? You have to ask me. Nice day out, isn't it? Two. Two, okay. It's beautiful. Look at that. We can see all the way to the cloud. It's really nice. No clouds. And I, you know, it wasn't supposed to be this nice until this afternoon. Is so we'll get... see. It's supposed to cloud up later, but we'll see. Yeah. You know, you never know. Yeah. It's Colorado. It... Things yeah. can change. It could get nice or nasty. Now, historically, for those of you that maybe have moved here recently, historically, most of us that have lived in Colorado for any length of time realize that Memorial Day weekend is typically not always the best of weather. <laughs> yeah, it isn't. Yeah. You, you don't know what a, you're going to get. You can have a great Monday, yeah. you know, as far as the... You know, being outside and doing things and so on, or it can be really crappy, nasty, cold, and so on. And typically, it's the latter. Right. And it's supposed to be. And I don't know why. Yeah. I can't explain that. But I do have to say uh, our thoughts and prayers are with all the families who have lost loved ones. Yes. It is Memorial Day weekend. Yes, and, and remember the reason for this. Yeah. Weekend. And it's one of those things where I, I always refrain from saying have a happy Memorial Day because, right. no, that's not what it's about. It's a solemn day. It's a day to yeah. remember those that... Uh, gave their lives uh, for us and our freedom, yes. and that goes all the way back in time. We talked about this a little bit yesterday on Rush to Reason. You know, we go all the way back in time, all the way back to the Revolutionary War, right? And from that point forward, this is not just about recent wars. This no. is all the way back. Yeah. yeah, looking back to what the folks did to really make sure we have the freedom that we have today. So, all right, we got a lot in store for you today. We got several things to talk about. Lines are always open, and a lot of you will be. Out of town, in town, whatever the case. If driving. You got, yeah, driving, whatever. Yeah. If you're just passing through, by the way, we're here every Saturday from 9 to 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning. You can listen to us on the KLZ Radio app. Just download the app. You can listen to us anytime, anyplace. You can also listen to us online at klzradio.com, or you can also listen on live at our website, fixitradio.com. By the way, all of our sponsors are listed on fixitradio.com as well, so if there's anything you need, go there, check it out. And those guys would be glad to help you. By the way, I used, uh, I had uh, Dave come out from RoofMax. You know, and he doesn't just, he does so much more. It's you know? not just a rejuvenate. Well, I, I should not say that right. It's not just a coating of the roof to rejuvenate no. it. It is really a total, let's go through, tidy everything up, make sure everything's good, and then we'll rejuvenate the roof as far as the shingles are concerned. Yeah, right? Yeah, he was going through checking every line of my shingles, and I have a lot of roofs. You know, a lot of roof space, mm-hmm. you know, or square footage, whatever right, you want to call it. Right. And he's checking area. every line. He checked everything, and then he glues them down if they're loose. And then he's he goes around just patching here and there and telling you about it mm-hmm. and yeah. saying, you know, hey, we're going to do this. You know, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy, he's, he, 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 he's got it going. And yes. had a great testimonial this week from somebody that used Dave as well. And, yeah, it, I cannot stress enough yes. with the... The way the insurance companies are now starting to treat claims in general, roofs included, 
there is this misconception that if I need a roof, I'll just call my insurance company and they'll replace it. Now, especially if I have hail damage, you may or may not be getting it done as easily as I just said. Now, there are some insurance companies, and depending upon what you're paying for premiums, that may very well be the case. But read your policy. Most likely, in your policy, there will be something listed separately for the roof, and they are going to base the deductible different than what your average everyday deductible for the rest of what you do on the house is. Right. And it's just something that, again, you need to be double-checking, see what it says, know specifically what's there to know how to handle things. Otherwise... Uh, yeah, I think you're going to be sorely disappointed the day something has to happen. And actually, you should be sitting down with your insurance agent going through everything. Every in that year. Because it, is, it changes every year. It changes every year. You are correct. Yeah. So, yeah. And, so, that's a good point. But, yeah, yeah. Dave Hart, Roof Max, anything oh you need. Oh, my gosh. Again, just go to fixitradio.com. Find him there. It's really easy. Get him out. Do that free roof inspection. And then if there's <sighs> anything needed, he'll tell you. I'm telling you. I mean, he. it's amazing. It is amazing what he did. I mean, he just doesn't. I and, can't and, talk and enough. The life of your roof now has just been extended five to seven years, yeah, or more. Yeah, and he walked up there, you know, and I'm thinking, gosh, it's probably getting time, you know, Colorado, you know, right. my roof is 18 years old, and he goes, Dennis, this is in good shape. Awesome. Well, and you know, because I do go up there and patch and everything, but that's awesome. That's another maintenance item that we have to do to our home. Yeah, and speaking of which, there's a lot of you out that will be doing some things this weekend. We'll talk through some of those things today as well. We're going to talk about really something that we don't ever talk about much in general, and that's smoke detectors, carbon monoxide detectors as well. We'll get into that. going to talk about appliances today. I had some experiences this last week myself where we'll talk about appliances, irrigation startup. We've not done that yet, and it is time if you haven't gotten things fired up and and Larry was even telling us that his guy that normally fires his up is so busy, he hasn't made it out to yep. his house yet. So we will walk you through yes. what it takes to fire up a system. Therefore, you do not have to wait for somebody to come out and do it for you. Yeah, or if you have questions about what you need Let to do, just give us a call. Um, I have to do some uh, sprinkler repairs. I moved, we we put a different, we moved to cut down our front yard a little bit and put a... Um, cut it back? Yeah, and we put a nice little... Um, garden-like stuff in there, you know, some plants and stuff. Right. And Pam wanted it down. She wanted this and that. And, you know, I'm okay. But I moved my sprinkler. Now i got to put the head back in. Got it. And, you know, so i got to stop at Lowe's and get some stuff. And I need one fitting. You know, you get to that one point yeah. and you don't have that one well, fitting. And, and I've got some tips for you guys on that as well. So there we'll you go. go through some of those things today. Yeah. we got a lot in store again. So uh, Steve calling in, though, Colorado Springs on some home security stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, let's get Steve up right away. Steve, welcome. How are you today? Ha- uh, not happy, but have a great Memorial Day weekend. There you go. Let me say it that way. Good, Good morning, gentlemen. And I think we need to start educating the 18 to 30 crowd that it's Remembrance Day. Yes. It's right. not. Just bur- not just burgers, broth, no, beer, and stores. And it used to be called that years ago. Right. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, uh, just on that subject, much to my amazement this morning around 0600, the Today Show, NBC, did an excellent piece on TAPS, which is the Tragedy oh, really? Assistance Provider Services. And one of the key points was a lot of people don't know about this organization, but it's been around like 20 years, and it was formed by the wife of an Air Force Brig Gen that lost his life in a plane crash. Oh. And one of the stories that one of the stories today I think it was fantastic. This one woman, nineteen years old, had lost both of her parents, both military. Mm. And she had no money and the banks are not gonna loan her money mm. when she's nineteen with no income. Nope. Nope. She's trying to go to school. Taps stepped in and paid for her tuition and living expenses wow. and now she's working for him. 
But that's the kind Great of thing story. they do. And, yeah, yeah, we do a fundraiser every year around Christmas time for them. But my question on security is this. There's all these companies now offering home security systems from Ring to Nest to whatever. Yes. Do you have a sense of what everybody is feedback-wise thinking is the best? You know, it really comes down to what you're looking for in those systems themselves. And I've got experience with Arlo, Ring, uh, Amazon's brand, which is Blink, I believe is the name of it. I've got I've got experience with all three of those. Wasn't there one called Kangaroo or something? Yeah, and that's a new one that came out. Somebody mentioned the other day to us. You know, Steve, they all have pros and cons. And it really just kind of comes down to, you know, what are you looking for in, you know, quality of image, battery life, uh, all of that kind of comes into play. What kind of space are you trying to cover right. and so on? And you know what? All three of those work extremely well. I don't have anything bad to say about any but of them. But that Arlo has cameras that can actually go to your phone. And, Correct. And it's really clear. Correct. And, and, and I they believe, back up to the cloud. Yeah, and, and I believe Ring, and I know Blink does the same thing as well. So they all, they all actually do very similar things. It's just really, Steve, comes down to what do you want for and what do you you need? Know, image quality and all that, yes. Okay, last uh, continuing comment. We talked, I think, a few weeks ago, a uh, gentleman in my men's group, showed up with a pecker detector for woodpeckers that is a different frequency than used for the bowls. And I got one, and by golly, it works. And really? And he's putting a piece of sheet metal up over the hole. Oh, man. Okay, so what is it? Give, it, give us what it is so we can put that out there. That's good. It's on it's on Amazon, okay. and you just go for a woodpecker, woodpecker repellent. Okay. Actually, I'd probably clarify that and say solar ultrasound eradicator along those keywords. Okay. But it works, and it sure beats... I mean, let's face it, put a piece of sheet metal up there, they're yep. just going to dig another hole. Yep, yep. So You got that right. Yep. And, uh, That's good. Usually, usually you want to mount, mount it up on a roof cable, problem solved. That's awesome. I, I have similar issues with uh, uh, those types of animals. I've got, I mean, I live out in the country, so I have yeah. pretty much, Dennis, you do too. Yeah. I pretty much have everything. So, yeah, Steve, I'll take any tip I can get, and I'll pass that right. along. You know, there's another you guy. There's a guy that I knew that... Um, he, I'll, I'll let you go, Steve. Go ahead. Appreciate it very much. Go ahead, Aunt Dennis. The, he, he called himself Pat the Birdman. Mm. And what he did is he fix, he gets, he builds bird feeders. He sells you anything to do with birds. And he said with woodpeckers, what you do is you get a tray of peanuts mm -hmm. and you put it out there and you slowly keep moving it away from the house. Right. And it, it deters them to go to that. But you got to keep it filled. You're retraining them. Yes. Basically. Yes. Eric and Thornton, what's going on today, sir? Help, help, help. I mean, that literally... Are there any lawn sprinkler supply houses that are open this weekend that anybody is aware of? Uh, not that I know of, no. Not not, not for, and, and I was going to mention this a moment ago, so I'm glad you brought that up, Eric. You, I was even going to tell Dennis this. For a lot of you listening, there are, well, first of all, there's a lot of different sprinkler parts on the market. And depending upon who installed your home system, you may be able to go to Lowe's or Home Depot and buy parts and fix it. Although, if a commercial company actually did your install, you're going to have commercial-grade parts, and there is a difference between the commercial-grade sprinkler systems and the parts used, Eric, versus the homeowner, I call, systems that are out yeah. there. Well, and there, there is a big difference between the two. Yes. In, in my case, it was the company, the company that the uh, builder hired 25 years ago installed a system that the parts – Nobody uses anymore. Uh. And so the way my sprinkler line, the supply line runs through the wall, in order to blow out the house portion of it, because it comes up from the ground, uh, you know, branches off the main line, and then it goes up to secure this route through the house, 
and then comes out on the other side of the house okay. to go to the backflow. And when they did this, they installed, um, basically, it, it's a Schrader valve, um, yeah. or, you know, it's, yep. it's got a little deal, you have yep. an air hose up to it to blow it out. Yep. And that little, that little Schrader valve in there, every couple of years, fails. Okay. And I keep, you know, a couple dozen of them on hand, and every year I replace them. Well, this year now, it has failed, and I put a new one in there, and it doesn't make a difference, and I pulled the whole thing apart, and... The inside of it, the inside of it is just completely rotted. So I need a whole new assembly. I used to be able to get it from DIY Plumbing Repair, but they permanently closed like a year ago. Does it have a pipe thread end on it, Eric, where you can, you know, where it's screwing into the pipe, or how does that work? Yeah. So for um, for the time being, until you can actually get the right part, run down to Napa, take your part with you, get a brass plug, and just stick a brass plug in it for right now to get you through summer. Then you've got all summer to figure out how to do that for winter. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is where it's at. I mean, it might work. I just hope it doesn't start dripping again. Um, actually, it's, I don't think it's, yeah, it might be a pipe thread. It should be a pipe thread. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of going to copper pipe. So, yeah, it probably would be pipe thread. And, and or, um, you know, the other thing, too, is depending upon what type of a Schrader valve assembly you have, Napa may also have, you know, something where you could put something else together that would even work better than what you have now, all out of brass. I don't know what yours is made out of now, but this, they, is, all, this is all of this is all brass. Literally, this is all one piece, um, and you just put the new Schrader valve into it. You could probably create the same thing at Napa you have now. It won't yeah. be one piece, but you could probably do that there. Well... Because they, they've got all of the you know the yeah. weatherhead fittings, and they most likely would have, especially if you go to the main warehouse here in Thornton, go over to the main warehouse yeah. off Seventy Second, and I, Eric, I would be shocked if you can't put something together out of what they have, and right. probably last longer than the other parts because they'll be heavier duty. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, this yeah, this this has lasted me about fifteen years. That's not bad. Uh, I can't complain about that. No, I was the original one that the contractor installed got me about four years, and and. Uh, it blew out as I was blowing the sprinkler system out in the fall, and it, it just kind of fell apart. And uh, so I, you know, went and bought a new one. And that, just by a fluke, I found the place that had it. Because you go to Lowe's or Home Depot and show them what you have, and they look at you and scratch their head and go, "We yeah. don't carry that." Yeah. Now, in the future, this is for you and everybody <laughs> else listening. If you need any sprinkler parts. There is a website, which, by the way, has literally everything you could imagine under the sun when it comes to sprinklers. It's called sprinklerwarehouse.com. Oh, that's simple. And they literally, Eric, will have every single thing you need. Yes, you'll have to wait a couple of days while it gets shipped to you, but not, you know, again, if you can get patched up for today, they can literally sell you. And, and by the way, they've got the majority of their stuff is more going to be on the commercial grade of things. You know, they do have some of the homeowner you know, grade uh, stuff as well. But, the, but you know, bottom line, uh, they will literally have every single thing you could ever think of. And I'll tell you all right now a little secret. These are at prices that most of us in the industry pay as far as contractors go around town. In fact, sometimes I can buy from Sprinkler Warehouse, even as a contractor, Eric, cheaper than I can from my normal supply houses in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll have to it looks like everybody that says they're open on weekends are yeah, they will not be today. And, and yeah. now, again, these guys will, and you know they'll, you know, they're not going to ship till till Tuesday, of course. Well, I yeah. shouldn't say that. You know, given given the way that some of these guys have got deals with the USPS, yeah. you order today, it may actually make it in the mail and get shipped today and tomorrow, and you'll have it Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, that's 
Well, I don't know. I, don't, I the way the post office operates, mailed my taxes on the fifteenth of May, and they received them on the twenty-first. Yeah, they do packages different though. That's the that's the mail side was, of it. The package thing is done differently. Yeah, they're making more yeah, money that, doing the that, packaging. Yeah. Well, that was certified mail going from Thornton to downtown. It shouldn't have taken yeah. that long. Anyways, yeah, well, uh, you know, b- bottom line, <laughs> I, I got to run to break. But bottom line, yeah, that that is a great resource for all of you listening. It's a great resource for sprinkler parts on any level. But yeah, I would uh, say I for today, Eric, if you can get to Napa and they're open, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to try that. All right, thank you, okay. You betcha, Eric. Appreciate it very much. Tom and Denver, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. This is uh, Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298191, equal credit lender. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Managers control their employees. Leaders empower them. John Rush will teach you how to run your business as a leader, not manager, so you have the freedom to do what you love. You went into business for yourself because you wanted freedom. But right now, your business couldn't last one day without your involvement. Learn how to stop micromanaging and give your employees more responsibility so you can step back and enjoy yourself. Send an email to john at rushtoreason.com. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. I was just sharing with Dennis a couple of things here on uh, Sprinkler Warehouse's website. and yeah, That's inexpensive. Yeah, their prices are... Uh, Outstanding. Yeah, you won't find anything like that anywhere around here. Tom in Denver is next. Tom, welcome. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? I'm good, sir. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thank you. Uh, question is, do you know of any pro- uh, clear product that's flexible that you can fill those hairline concrete cracks? Um, I've seen the news that gray stuff that's on the market, and it doesn't look good. <laughs> doesn't look good on the concrete, you mean? Right, right. I don't know of a good, clear product. All of the products, when it comes to concrete repair, and we do some of that even as a 
as a business is going to have some sort of a color to it. Even even some of the quote unquote clear products will have a you know a tint of something gray, yeah. uh, brown, uh, you know copper copperish looking. Uh, I don't know of a true straight clear product, Tom, that'll do that and still bond mm. to the concrete. But I do know that that stuff, that gray stuff, does work really well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, when it dries, it's kind of thick, so it leaves a ridge on there, and you can, you know, it's very telling that there's a crack there. Well, well the, I take a putty knife is okay. what I do. Is I After I put it in, if, if it's going to be raising up a little bit, I just take a putty knife and scrape it down to what I want. Well, and better yet, there is a product, and I was just looking for the name of it. I'll try to find this through the show, uh, Tom. There is a product made that is a self-leveling concrete crack filler where you don't oh, do yeah. anything you just yeah. fill the crack and it will find its own level the only thing you have to be careful of is that there's either some sort of a backing or it's not a huge crack where it won't fall all the way through yeah. and then you know you've got this big indentation sometimes you'll have to put a little bit of a backing in if it's a really big crack but it there is a uh, there are self-leveling yeah there are self-leveling they're going to be more of a light gray color tom but they do make a self-leveling concrete crack filler and it works extremely well Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah, I got a number of them. The hairline cracks. There's no void in between it. It's just a crack, and that's it. So I yeah. just want to catch it ahead of time. And and that's good to do. Catch it ahead of time because the water gets in there and it freezes. It's just going to pop. Start raising it. Correct. Mm-hmm. And making it worse. Yeah. And and by the way, everybody listening, you know, now is the time to you know do some of the things that even you know yes. Tom, you're working on right now when it comes to concrete repair and you know crack fill and things like that. Yeah, this is the time to do that. But yeah, and by the way, this is a product that hasn't really been around for a really long time, Tom, because most of the concrete, uh, you know, crack-filling products are more of a silicone, yeah. where, you know, you put it on into Dennis's point, you've got to have a putty knife or something to get it smoothed out, otherwise it just looks like, you know... Doesn't look good. Yeah, it looks yeah. like garbage. This new stuff yeah. literally is, is, is self-leveling to where you, you just basically take a caulk gun and you basically, you know line the crack and it fi- it finds its own level and it looks really good when you're done and again as we go through the show today i'll try to find the name of the product for you okay that'd be great okay thanks a lot for you betcha tom appreciate it very much joe's up next joe welcome how are you sir i'm good john yourself good how are the bugs you know uh, they they, they kind of came and went in a hurry to, and the birds are feasting in fact the bird feeders uh, are no the, no birds in the bird feeders are all eating bugs so Got a bunch of fat, happy birds. Wow, amazing! <laughs> I mean, I guess that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Hey, it's every seventeen years, you know what the heck? Yeah. By the way, no, noises all get out. That's what I heard. Open tonight. Oh God, the the screeching is uh, just just uh, incredible. But it it goes away in a hurry. Hey, I uh, want to just follow up. Last week we talked about getting your AC ready for summer, and I think when you were out a couple of weeks ago, uh, and Dennis was there, I think we talked. One thing we didn't talk about last week was your condensate pump. Um, oh yes, those, you, you need yes. to check that condensate pump. Uh, you know they get, uh, you know they get uh, algae growing in those little. It's, you know it's a little yeah. box down there. It's got a little float in it, and uh, they can malfunction. So you want to make sure the pump is running. You can open them up, just lift the top off, rinse them out in the sink and the slop sink, uh, because if you get any sort of growth in there and that little float doesn't work, you'll flood your basement. And if it's a finished basement, you're going to have a real mess. So you want to make sure that that. Uh, condensate pump is functioning and it's not full of junk yeah no that's a great point and uh, and, and again look and see what kind of a system you have depending you know if you've got a uh, furnace unit and it's in the furnace room and there's a little drain and all they've done is run that down into the drain same thing though joe you got to make sure that line is clear even running into the drain so you don't have a backup inside the furnace and things like that too 
Yeah, and if you got a, a floor drain, you know, you, you probably don't even have a condensate pump, in which case that's It'll great. It'll just be running right into it, yeah. Running right, but if you have a condensate pump where it's pumping that, uh, in my house in Colorado, it actually pumped it. I didn't have a drain in the in the furnace room. It went up across the ceiling and down by my water heater, which mm-hmm. was about 30 feet away. So, and if that little yeah, I have, a, I have a crawl space, and I've got those pumps on mine. So, yeah, good reminder. I need to go do the same thing. And as long as we're talking about condensate pumps, if you've got a whole house sump pump with the heavy rains we expect to get this this summer, yeah. you want to make sure your your float operated uh, condensate uh, your uh, yeah, no, great point. Yeah, for, and for those of you that maybe don't know how to check that, it's really easy. Either if you've got the ability to have a hose in that basement area, or if you've got a five-gallon bucket, just put some water in a bucket, pour it down into the sump pump pit, and it should pump that right out to the top. If it doesn't, you got a problem. Yep, uh, and you want to find out now why the, you know why you have time to get the parts and get it repaired. You don't want to find out in the middle of a torrential downpour. Exactly, so, exactly. So now, now's the best time to do it. Uh, what else? What are the maintenance items, Joe, especially along the lines of, of uh, you know, the HVAC side of the fence? Let's see. Swamp coolers? Uh, yeah, swamp time to fire them up. At least here you're going to fire them up. We don't have yeah. those in Joe's area much, do you? No, no it's, it's too, yeah, swamp coolers only work in, in very dry climates because they, they, they depend upon evaporation. Uh, but, again, if you've got pads in your swamp cooler, if you haven't looked in your pads in a couple of years, now's the time to go up there and look at the pads because... You know, they will get caked over just like those humidifier pads in your furnace humidifier. So you want to do that. Your swamp cooler pads, if you've got a big wash tub and you want to put some of that CLR stuff in there, you can cl- – I don't know what a swamp cooler pad costs these days. I've never had one. I, Any idea? I haven't too had one for years. Really. I don't know either, but you're yeah. a good point. Just buy new ones. Yeah, yeah just, just buy new ones rather than mess with them and, you know, drip and everything else. Just put – put new ones in, keep some spares. Um, we talked about checking your copper lines for frost. If you see frost on your right. copper lines, either at the furnace or at the condensing unit outside, uh, you, you're probably running low on refrigerant, refrigerant. And you may get away with it now when it's cool, but when those things get pushed really, really hard, you'll freeze up the uh, the coil in the furnace unit, and then it'll shut off on low airflow so uh, or low pressure. So you want to make sure you're not frosting over those lines now because now would be the time right. to fix it. And when it's uh, 100 degrees outside, all the AC companies will give you a two-day two day wait and charge you overtime to get there. So. And, and right now, Joe, and I was going to talk about this, probably come back and even hit on this a little bit, uh, finding appliances in general, and this is across the board. In fact, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, if you are somebody where you knew you sort of sneaked by this last winter with the current you know, furnace assembly that you have, and you're thinking about doing some sort of an upgrade as, as you know, maybe you get into next fall, uh, I would be doing that now and not waiting till next fall or you're liable to not have it. Right. Right. Uh, and in putting equipment shortages aside, the two best times to replace uh, your furnace or AC unit is in the spring and the fall. The off times. In fact, September, October is the valley of death for HVAC companies because people are not running AC and they're not running heat. Right. And they're desperate just to find work to keep their guys together. So, yeah, good point. You, uh, and uh, trust me, uh, you'll pay 30%, 50% more if you try to, if you say, well, you need to come in August and replace my AC and furnace. Right. Uh, it might be a $7,000 bill, and if you call them in October, it'll be a $3,500 bill or $4,000 bill. Yeah. Uh, so before it gets hot, now's a good yep, time. Good they're, point. They're desperate, and if you don't do it now, 
September, October, if you think you need a new furnace, do it in September and October. Don't wait till November, December. Yep, you got it. And again, folks, just just remember, and Jolla Ego, just remember that uh, the appliance side of the fence and just right now, some parts in general are extremely difficult to get a hold of. So be thinking ahead. Bill from uh, Arc Electric, Bill Anderson will join us in here in just one minute. So don't go anywhere. I did find that product. So, uh, uh, Tom, if you're listening, it's called Sika. S, I think I'm saying this right. S I K A. So Sika Pro is the uh, is the name of the product. It's a polyurethane self-leveling. Uh, it's a, just a concrete and mortar repair. It's in a yellow tube, and I think you'll find it probably most anywhere, Lowe's, Home Depot, you name it, you can find it there. So, Tom, if you're still listening, it's called Sika, S-I-K-A. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Take AIM. Affordable Interest Mortgage has been offering the Asset Manager all-in-one loan for over 11 years. We are experienced in helping homeowners pay thousands less in interest on their mortgage, own their home faster, all without spending one dime more. 720-895-0500. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we have hundreds of clients that have been using this loans to build their equity faster, access emergency funds when necessary, and pay off their home in 8 to 13 years versus 25 to 30. People initially believe this loan is too good to be true, but it is true. Call 720-895-0500 now to see if you qualify. Loans from $100,000 to $2.5 million, same rate. Ask our previous clients. They will tell you it works. Call 720-895-0500 and work with the experts. This loan has been around since 1965. Affordable interest mortgage, where it's all about you. 720-895-0500. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298-191, equal credit lender. Save thousands of dollars by extending the life of your roof instead of replacing it with RoofMax. The cost of asphalt roofing products has already gone up 20% and will likely go up another 20 to 25% this summer. To make matters worse, it's getting harder to find quality contractors, which means the cost of labor has gone up recently. As roof replacements become more and more expensive, roofing companies will start passing along that cost to their customers. Roof rejuvenation with RoofMax could save you up to 85% by adding years of performance to your asphalt roofing. Just one application of their all-natural bio-oil immediately adds five years to your roof, guaranteed. With up to three applications every five years, RoofMax could help your roof last up to 15 years longer. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax in South Aurora now at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. All right, Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. So Bill from Arc Electric joining us now. Bill, how are you today, sir? 
Good. How are you guys doing? We are doing very well. Thanks for joining us, as always. I really appreciate it. And I don't know, where, where, where do you want to start? There's so much in your world to talk about. One of the things, and I keep putting this off, I just got to stop long enough and get you out to my place. But, you know, to me, I am tired of having to rely on, you know, said power company to make sure that I'm up and running either all summer or all winter. Larry came in this morning and said he had about a six-hour power outage at his house. And yeah. frankly, Bill, I, I don't want to be that guy waiting around for the power to come back on. I want to create my own. Yeah, and there's definitely a couple of ways you can you can do that. And as you know, technology advances, the uh, the microgrids that a homeowner can create are going to become you know more uh, more readily available. Uh, whereas you know before, solar was was very inefficient, right? Um, especially with uh, the rate of return on your investment. I mean, it would take. You really have to do it for the tax credits. Um, yeah, they, they, otherwise, Bill, if you because I, I did the math numerous times on that time it was done and the solar panels need to replaced again, it was a wash. There wasn't any gain when it was all said and done. Right. I mean, but we uh, we were able to work that tax credit and we didn't pay taxes for like four years um, because of it. So, I mean, if you've got that type of advantage, then, you know, it's it's a it's a different look versus if I'm just trying to save on my utility costs. You know, that's a different thing. And, you know, whenever we talk about battery backup or solar or generator or uh, any of those kind of means, windmills, uh, you know, you always got to determine what the what the purpose is, why you're wanting it. Right. Um, if you're wanting it just for that, you know, that six-hour coverage, the generator might be fine. Um, if you're thinking, you know, hey, the, the, you know, the power might go out for three or four days, um, generator still might be okay, but you might be pushing your limits on it. If you're thinking, I'm going to go off-grid, uh, generator is not practical, but you combine all of them together where mm. you, know, you have solar and you have maybe even a little wind turbine, um, and then you have a generator, and then you install one of these power walls. And yeah, that was my next question. I'm glad you one. just mentioned that. That was my next question, that the Tesla, by the way, that's what that that's who makes the power wall. Talk about that for a minute. I, I, I am very intrigued by that and want to get some, some info. So while you're here, let's just chat through it, because if I'm interested, I'm sure others are as well. Because you see advertisements for them everywhere. Sure. Yeah, and, and there's Tesla's not the only one that makes them. They're the one that kind of started it. But Generac makes makes a power cell okay. as well, and then also Enphase has one too. Okay. So what uh, is it? Let's great, start. Let's start there first. What what is a power wall? So basically, it's just a battery bank um, that they set up in a cabinet. Okay. In what they call a wall, but it's just a, a bank of lithium batteries that uh, you know you charge just like if you were. If you have a typical uh, solar system, uh, regular DC solar system, it would charge a bunch of batteries, and then the DC would go to an inverter, which would convert it to AC, and then you can use that. Once your batteries become depleted, though, you need to replenish them. And so whatever that, that source is, whether it's uh, you know, um, you know, the grid or whether it's the solar panels or a wind turbine or even a generator, however you replenish those batteries, you know, well, that's that's the variable there, but uh, you're, you're kind of, you know, you're filling and then you're emptying, you're filling and then you're emptying. And so you could uh, take a power wall and we'll just call a power wall as a general terms for all of them. I'm not in Tesla or anything. That's fine. I don't, I don't even do Tesla. I would, I would put in one of the other ones if it was mine, but um, we'll just call it that for, for general terms. So your power wall, that makes sense. You could then dedicate, you know, a, a little sub panel just to operate off of that. And then once the batteries, re, you know, reach a certain depletion level, then they'll switch back over to grid and vice versa. And you can 
you can become a little bit more energy efficient with that as well because you're you're you know you're using that that battery bank. So the thing I like about in phase is in phase. A lot of these solar companies like Solar City, Sunrun, all these guys, mm-hmm. um, they do grid tie only solar systems, which means they have micro inverters on every single one of their panels, and so it's converting it from DC to AC at the panel, and that that eliminates shading that. You know, that takes care of a lot of different issues. But the problem is, is there's no backup. Once the grid goes down, it senses the grid goes mm. down, it shuts them all off. They're done. They're I did not, not know anything. that. That's that's good to yeah. know. Okay. Yeah, but in phase has come out, and it's still kind of on the horizon there. Um, we're kind of on the forefront of working with them and getting certified with their, their power wall, their power cell. Uh, they can actually tie to these grid tie systems with their wall. And so now you can utilize the solar panels to not only backfeed into the grid, but then also to offset your use at the time and then also charge the batteries. And so it's, it's hmm. way more versatile than, than like what the Tesla would be because the Tesla and even the Generac, you can only charge those with their system. Ah. The Enphase one, you can okay. also plug a generator Good to know. So now... Yeah. Once you get down to a certain battery level, oh, your generator fires to replenish those batteries. Good to know. Um, see, the problem with the generator is if it's running and you're not consuming power, well, that power is just kind of floating there. It's not being used. Um, whereas a battery, you know, it's only sure. draining battery sure. upon energy consumption. Makes total, no, so, so, so you're – make sure I'm hearing you correctly. Your advice for somebody that's wanting to – well, we'll talk off the grid in a minute, but even to have a nice backup, so like Larry today that was down six hours, your advice is have the battery pack and then have some way of charging that pack, solar generator, whatever, but rely on that mainly when things go down versus just firing up that generator or what you're telling us even is depending upon the solar system, it may not do anything when power goes out. Right. And if I was going to put in a power wall, I wouldn't even use it as backup. I would eliminate those circuits completely off the grid and put them on the power wall. Hmm. Right. So so now those. So in other words, all of your feed, let me make sure I'm following you. So the, the main feed coming into the house would be coming off of the battery pack itself, not from, quote unquote, the grid. Yeah, it'd be hard to do the whole house. I mean, that'd be a pretty big wall. Sure. But the other cool thing about all of those, whether they're in phase Tesla or even the Generac one, is you know you can start off slow um, by putting a couple batteries in, and then slowly over time growing your system. Mm. Um, you know, making it bigger and bigger and bigger because it is quite an investment. It's definitely not. You know, they're not cheap, uh, are they? Cheap. No, no, and you know a lot of these. Uh, these new batteries, you know, if you maintenance them well and you cycle them and you, you use them and you take them all the way down, they're not like the old NICAD batteries. Remember the old NICAD yeah. batteries would develop on memory right? and you'd have to erase them in order to kind of replenish them. These batteries are pretty good. Um, they, 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 they hold pretty well. You know, I mean, you just take example, our cars, you know, you're in my cars, you know, we plug it in every night and, you know, it, right. those things work well. Right. Yeah. Right. No, no, great point. I, the, uh, great. I did I just learned something. I didn't know that, in fact, most people listening probably didn't either, that a lot of these solar companies that you see ads for, the guy that will you know, call you randomly on a cold call wanting to sell you you know, a solar system and so on, when the grid's down, it's down too. I did not know that. Well, it depends on the system. If you get the microgrid system, the grid tie system, that is the case. If you go battery 
system, the old right. traditional with the DC cells, then then no, that's different. Uh, but you know, that's where you start, you know, getting your rebates. And and by the way, a lot of these builders are now um, including solar yes. in the yes. custom or in the house. But here's what they're doing: they're they're cashing in on that rebate, right? You right. Know? And so, you know, and I'm assuming those are the systems where when power is out, you're still out. You're you're done. Yeah. Like my system now is a grid tie system. When the power goes down, I I'm dead in the water. So uh, that's why I'm looking at once I get, you know, finished up with in phase here, we're going to be putting in one of those. And that's why I was so excited about it because yeah. I have an in phase system. Yes. And now in phase can tie. And so all these panels throughout, you know, the Denver area, all grid ties now have the opportunity to have some type of a backup hmm. in an, in an outage. It, it, it opens up a whole new realm of possibilities, so we're pretty excited about it. Yeah, no, we should. As you get a little further along, please, you know, keep me posted. Let's chat. Yeah, I, yeah, it's something I'd be very interested in. Yeah, yeah, and you yep. build what's called that microgrid. In the 2020 NEC, which is the National Electric Code, they had a whole section on microgrids because it's kind of coming down the coming down the pipe there. So, uh, where you know, companies, big companies, they'll have solar, they'll have wind turbines, they'll have um, you know, battery backup, and, and they offset their usage of the utility by basically becoming their own utility. Mm-hmm. And there's even communities now that are kind of established in this. Um, it's, you know, the power companies aren't very fond of it because obviously they're right. They're, they're losing business, out. But right. But whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the, my feeling on that is, Bill. You know, we're kind of entering into an era where. You know, you're going to have to make sure that this is my feeling, anyways. You're going to have to make sure that you're self-sufficient and can handle things, regardless of what those guys are doing. Because, frankly, there are times where, well, we just proved it in Texas. I'll be honest; they don't know what they're doing at times. Or it sure appears that way. Yeah, and you have a little glitch in the system, and little you know software glitch or something, and then everybody goes down and. You know, you're kind of hopeless, helpless yeah. at that point. Yeah, and, and for, for those of you listening, if you think that just the pipeline on the East Coast is vulnerable to these sorts of things where, you know, basically they had, you know, huge gas shortages and all the things that happened when the, when that pipeline, you know, went, went down because of the ransomware attack. Bill, that could happen, I believe, to probably the majority of water and power companies across the country, and most of them don't even know it. Right, right. And they always said for a long time that one of the biggest dangers – uh, would be like an EMP blast, That's right. you know, and it would just sh- shut down all of our electronics. And and a good portion of today's society would not know how to exist. Okay, so talk about that for a moment when it comes to the in-phase. And by the way, it's E-N-P-H-A-S-E for a lot of you listening that maybe want to check that out for yourselves. You can. It's enphase.com. So E-N-P-H-A-S-E. Are they EMP-proof? Nope. They are not. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we get calls on that to come in and put in a, a filter for those. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's kind of a comfort device where if it makes you feel comfortable, yeah. But if you have a big glitch in it and your your power goes down, you know, uh, think about this. Just think about it for a moment. If there's, a, if there's an EMP that goes off and it affects the grid, what good is protecting your house? You're, you're downstream of that. Right. Right. Just Well, and for those listening even even generation wise, Bill, you would know this with all of the, you know, technology we now have, even when it comes to solid state, you know, electronics as far as how that generator would start, how it would run, the ignition of it even. Unless you've got an old time generator that doesn't require any of that and is running off of points in a condenser, 
you're going to be dead in the water no matter what you have when it comes to that, unless you've got it in some sort of a Faraday box. You know, you built a yeah, concrete structure yeah. around it or something along those lines. And, I mean, we're talking, you know, you really got to start thinking through things to get to the point where you're 100% foolproof. Yeah, and then, and then we go back to that same conversation we started with. What's your intent? What's your right. purpose? What's your why? Why are you wanting to do this? And then whatever that is, that leads to a different conversation because, you know, like I said, if you're just looking to get through a few hours of power outage over the night, then that's a way different conversation. That's a way different cost. Um, then, you know, hey, I think the world's going to end tomorrow. So, No, you're right. Th- those are two different, um, I guess you could say, takes on it now or approaches on it. And, you know, one of the things we probably should do, though, with you at some point in the, in the not-too-distant future is really sit down and say, okay, if something like that were to happen and you did want to have some basic functionality at your home, what are the things you could prep for and maybe we do that on kind of a, a level basis, you know, bill of, okay, well, here's here's your basics and here's kind of what you would plan on spending. And then it just goes up from there as to how many other things you'd want to operate in the home. And then here's what you'd have to do to get there. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the biggest investment you could ever make on any of this stuff is the investment of knowledge. Learn how to do stuff. True. Learn how to do stuff right. the old ways. True. You know. True. No, great point. Yeah. You know, you, you, you spot on. All right, we'll do that. We'll have you back. So be thinking about that. And, and also on the in-phase stuff, as it continues to move along that path, you know, please keep me posted. Love to, you know, A, not just chat about it, but, you know, I'm very interested in that end of it. But again, I, I am one where I'm looking at this differently than most people would look at solar. I'm not looking at solar just to offset, you know, either the, the cost of what I'm paying for power and all of that. And, yeah, I'm, I'm not interested in, in all of the, you know, credits and rebates and all that kind of stuff. I'm more interested, Bill, as if things go down, how do I stay up? Right, right. Exactly. That's, that's more my concern. That's where we, and that's where we start from, and that's how we approach, and that's how we built the system okay. with that, that right. mindset. Good stuff. Bill, as always, Arc Electric, folks, you can find that. Uh, you can find Bill and everybody else, by the way. Just go to fixitradio.com, click on it link. It takes you right to his website, phone number, all that's there. Bill, as always, I appreciate it, sir. Thank you. You yes, bet. Have a great, have a great weekend. weekend. And again, folks, anything you need, uh, Bill's your guy. doesn't matter whether you've got anything electrical going on at home. If you want to put a circuit in, you want to add an additional light someplace, you don't know anything about electricity and how it works, you need a wall switch changed out, you've got something not working, you name it, Bill is your guy. He can do all of the above and including rewiring a complete house if need be. Right. You name it, he can do it all. And those of you that are in the business side of it, he can work on your commercial uh, business and property as well. So we'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. I've got a great question that's, that came in on, on when do I know my house needs painting? We'll talk about that in a second as well. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. 
Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where a reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by door, NMLS 298-191, equal credit lender. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Managers control their employees. Leaders empower them. John Rush will teach you how to run your business as a leader, not manager, so you have the freedom to do what you love. You went into business for yourself because you wanted freedom, but right now your business couldn't last one day without your involvement. Learn how to stop micromanaging and give your employees more responsibility so you can step back and enjoy yourself. Send an email to john at rushtoreason.com. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. By the way, appreciate y'all listening today and the phone calls that we've had coming in. Yep. Uh, I know it's a Memorial Day weekend, and a lot of folks are out doing other things and you know vacationing and having fun and so on. So I appreciate all of you listening and calling in and so on. Had a question on when do I know my house needs painted? This is from a, uh, a great listener, by the way, that listens to uh, multiple programs we have here and had painted the house about 10 years ago, had somebody do it by hand, so they get a really good solid coat of paint. That's the way to do it. And she's asking, you know, I can see now where maybe the trim is looking like it needs painted. You know, what do I do? And then how do I know when the rest of the house needs painted? Folks, this is easy. Just look at the condition of the house, walk around it, get a flashlight out, by the way, Even even in broad daylight, get a flashlight out, and look at all of the areas of the house where you have paint. Look to see how things have faded. In, by the way, you can tell that by looking at the places the sun hits mainly versus those shaded areas. Is there a big difference in the color? Also, is it cracked? Do you have places that are flaking? Is it chalky? You know, a good thing to do is take a picture of it with your phone because then you can blow it up and True. get it better really detail. If you it. can't really see it very good, I do that with tires. Sometimes you can't yes. see the tires very good, can't but boy, the, when you blow yeah, it up, right. you can see the cracks. That's right. Yes. So those are, those are yes. tips, again— you know, the, uh, as I said a moment ago, you know, the paint flaking, chipping, cracking, chalky, yep. I mean, all of that. You, know, you can just run your hand across it even. What does it feel like? Do you still have some of that sheen that, yeah. you know, would have been there from the get-go? Or it, or do you get paint off on your hand you'll when get you rub white. it? You'll get like a white, right. chalky stuff on your hand. Yes. If you're getting some of that, yeah, you're probably getting close to where it's time to paint. Although, depending upon what they painted the house with, yes. some... Ten years ago, some of that paint, depending upon what they used, was pretty good. You, you could be in good shape still. Yeah, and you know what? I I'm always a fan for brushing it on instead of having it sprayed. 
When they spray it, it seems like it goes on because they got to thin it down to well, spray it, depend, it on. And it depends well on the guy who sprays it. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Depends on it depends on their knowledge of how they're spraying it, what they're using to spray how many it with, times the they sprayer spray they're it? using it, how many coats did they put on. Yes. All of that is actually exactly right. So, all right, I'm going to take a call real quick. Larry is on another call, so I did not screen you. Welcome to Fix It Radio. Hey, this is Russ and Cheyenne. Hey, Russ, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm good. Hey, I wanted to add to the, your uh, solar comments you're yes, talking sir. about. Yes, sir. Um, you know, they were talk- you were talking about how your solar panels shut off when the power goes out. Right. The reason for that is you've got linemen that are working on the lines at the other end. Don't want to back feeding into them. Yeah, you'll be back feeding your power to them. Right. Um, I mean, there are ways to get around it. It's the same thing like if you have a generator. There's an automatic line disconnect right, that right, you right, right. install. So there's there's ways to get around it, but that's the main reason why they just automatically shut off is you just yep. don't want to kill linemen. No, that, that makes total so. sense. Also, why no matter what you've got, and, and I'm – and, and Russ, you probably know this as well as I. I'm guessing, and Bill would know. There's probably code surrounding that to where you're not right. allowed to do that, right? Yeah, he just didn't get into detail. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is you, we're you guys are going to have to watch out for. They're already trying to do it in our state. The utility companies are trying to stop you from uh, being able to sell the electricity back to them. Ah. If yeah. you're making solar panels, they just tried it in the legislature down here this year. And basically, they'll take your power, but they're not going to pay you anything for it. What a bunch of garbage. So just that's something you guys down that. there are going to have to start watching out for. Uh, that was thank, a big issue a couple years ago. I didn't know that. That was issues a couple well, years ago. And that's the thing is it's, it's, you know, some of our rural electric around the state here is kind of unreliable. Mm-hmm. And uh, they haven't loop-fed their systems real well, and so outages are pretty common mm. and so people have started building the solar systems to have consistent power Yeah, doing what well, bill just talked about a moment ago they're building their basically their own little micro power systems right right because then they have electricity all right. the time right and so um you you turn around and the you're backfeeding power into electric companies which then costs them revenue so they're just trying to protect their own revenue mm-hmm. stream sure they are no, and yeah, to your so, point, and I'm I'm in that same world, Russ. I'm not doing this because I'm trying to be, you know, green or anything along those lines. No, I want reliable power all the time, home and business, because there's certain things I need to be doing, you know, even when things are not working, and that's what I want to do it for. I I'm not doing this to be green. Yeah, I'm not right. Doing it. Well, it, I mean, it's kind of like the hybrid vehicles. Right. If you can make the hybrid vehicle to where it didn't cost you so much to buy one. They're a great alternative. You use way less fuel, and Agree. I have no problem with it. I agree. But the problem is, is your payback is just so bad right. on those right. vehicles that it just you can buy more gas than you ever. You're correct. you got to keep those cars for t- almost 20 years to get your payback. You are correct. Yep. So. Yep. No, I, you, no, yeah. I read that the other day that somebody even did a— a uh, really big comparison on, you know, a Tesla, and they, and by the way, they missed some things. I can get into that on Drive Radio, but they did a comparison as to if you took the same vehicle, you know, did a vehicle that got, you know, 30 miles to the gallon, did the comparisons. You know, it doesn't break even until about year, depending upon how many miles you drive and so on. It's around year 8 to 10 is where things start to break even from, That's just know, breaking even. Yeah, breaking even from buying mm-hmm. the Tesla versus the other car. So at year... Like year seven or eight, you're starting to get ahead of the other vehicle with the Tesla. But again, I think there's some things in it they've also, they're basically figuring no maintenance on that electric vehicle, and that's not totally true. Right. Well, and that was the thing, like my uncle was looking at a Camry hybrid. 
Great so car, by the down, way. You know, and, and when you get up to 4 or $5 a gallon, it makes starts making more sense. Yes. But when you're at $2 a gallon, the it payback doesn't. on that $7,000 was, it was like 14 years. Yeah. Now, I will tell you right now that the the uh, Camrys have, at least last time I checked, and Rush, I have to double check this, but the last Camry hybrid I drove as a press vehicle, it was only about 1500 bucks difference in price. And at that at that okay. price, it's worth it. Okay, because that's come down. Cause yeah. When my uncle was looking at his, I think his car is five or six years old. It was it was almost a seven thousand dollar bump at that time. Yeah, I believe so, they have gotten you know again because they're trying to market that and and handle things differently. But if I'm not mistaken, uh, double check me on that. But I think there's about a fifteen hundred dollar difference in price from the, you know, from the um, uh, regular Camry with like the three five liter engine versus or even the four cylinder engine versus a hybrid. Yeah, well, I guess that's just the, the route of technology. Things get cheaper as we go. Well, and again, and, and by the way, everybody listening, and I'm at Toyota's website right now, you have to make sure that you're pricing the same, like, XSE, because that's the only yeah. way a hybrid comes. So you got to price an XSE against another XSE. Now, you can go buy an right. LE, you know, uh, Camry, and, yeah, there's about 7000 difference in price, but you got to make sure you're comparing apples to apples because you're going to get a lot more creature comforts on the hybrid version of Camry than you will the bottom line LE version. Makes sense, yeah. So anyway, it's just food for thought. But no, you're, you're cool. exactly right. No, I appreciate that, Russ. That, that's great stuff. I appreciate that, sir. All right. Have a good weekend. You do the same, sir. I appreciate it very much. And all right, we're going to wrap things up. I actually didn't get a chance to get into the appliance side real quick. All I'm going to tell you is after experiencing a microwave that went bad this past week and then trying to find a replacement microwave that actually does exactly what mine did prior, even size, shape, and fitting the hole that it was in prior because it doesn't just sit on the countertop, uh, all I'm going to say is if you're looking to make any kind of appliance change here in the near future, you better get on it now because yeah. there's no product out there, folks, right. of any kind. So there is huge shortages across the board, including the appliance side of the fence, and uh, I'll talk more about that in the weeks ahead. But, yes, you plan ahead. If you're thinking about doing anything along those lines, you need to be doing it now, not down the road. So This, this one couple we were doing a remodel for, they ordered their stuff in December, and they don't get their – their double oven until later june there you go there's your answer yeah. so dennis thanks have a great weekend steve Horvath is going to join me next year for drive radio three more hours coming your way so don't go anywhere we'll be right back and if it's tuesday by the way thank you so much for listening we appreciate it as well rush to reason is next but otherwise this is a saturday we'll be up with drive radio next this is klz 560 mm-hmm.